0: that as much as 10 to 12 calories of fossil fuels are used to get just one calorie of food onto our plates in the Western world.
1: We live in a country where one in seven children believe that fruit and vegetables originate in the supermarkets.
0: We believe that this can change and that solution is simple and fun and it starts with something so small.
1: This is The seed pod. Hello, I'm Richard Chivers,
0: And I'm Becky Searle. How are you, Becky? I'm all right, Richard. How are you?
1: <laughs> Very good. I'm really excited.
0: Me too, because this is episode one of our podcast.
1: This has been a, a long time coming. Uh, me and Becky have been having conversations for a while behind the scenes, and uh, we've been playing around this idea of podcast for a while. So this is a really exciting start.
0: Exactly, yeah. It, it has been a really, really long time in the making. So... What we thought we'd do today, just to start off, is introduce ourselves and tell everybody a little bit about what The Seed Pod's all about.
1: Fantastic. Shall we begin?
0: This podcast was made in association with Dalefoot Composts. Using bracken and sheep's wool from the Lakeland Fells, Dalefoot Composts create the UK's premium growing mediums that are peat-free and organic for gardeners everywhere.
1: So, um, so Becky, I think we should probably start with a bit about us. Um, maybe let the listeners know who we are. And, um, and why we decided to do this podcast together.
0: Absolutely, yeah, because, um, well, we should, we should probably start off by saying that we met on Instagram, which is obviously where everybody meets. That's how everyone it meets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: totally normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Richard is at sharpen your Spades on Instagram.
1: And Becky's at so much more.
0: <laughs> and uh, we... We started having these conversations together a while ago, um, basically discussing different gardening practices, um, soil microorganisms, uh, the various different merits of different types of hose, <laughs> all sorts of things that we discussed. And we kind of started floating the idea that this might be interesting and that, that other people might be interested in it as well. And perhaps sticking some microphones in and making it into a podcast might be an idea.
1: Uh, completely. I mean, what what we should say is that this was geeky conversations that me and Becky had because we're both interested in exactly the same thing when it comes to gardening and, and soil and um, all the stuff that happens in, in, in nature. We, we've had very geeky conversations. And, um, you know, Becky has a post on Instagram on a Sunday called Sunday Science, which is incredibly popular. And it's the kind of stuff that we talk about all the time. <laughs> off instagram offline um where we share books and we discuss all this stuff um so yeah I thought we think a podcast would probably just be a way to um allow us to express our geekiness a little bit more and hopefully um let other people who are interested in this to get a bit more of an understanding as well
0: yeah I think it's it's probably just an excuse for us really to learn more to read more and then to have these conversations in a sort of structured way that's not just me ranting at richard or vice versa <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hopefully um hopefully also open up these conversations and these subjects to to other people who might be interested but not not necessarily be quite as keen as we are about finding out about it themselves but they want to know
1: yeah, I think it's worth letting people know that, you, you know, you're by background, you're an ecologist and a, and a botanist. Yeah. Um, I'm just a gardener who sticks my finger in the soil and uh, <laughs> hopes for the best and has developed an interest in these kind of topics. But together, we, we kind of found it a way of learning. And so we, you know, me and Becky probably share a lot of books together and, and, and articles and, and interesting stuff that's all related to gardening. But we've realized it's much wider than that.
0: So Richard's not just a gardener; he does actually know what he's talking about. He's been allotment gardening for about fifteen years, and um, he has a lovely blog called Sharpen Your Spades, which makes him sound way more elo- eloquent than he actually is. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping he might be able to bring a little bit of that class to this podcast as well, because frankly, for me, it's just science.
1: <laughs> well, that's—I think that's the balancing act, isn't it? Because you know, I and and let's be fair I mean we said you know you you are an ecologist and a botanist by training but this whole conversation is about learning for both of us really and and Becky does keep me on the straight and the narrow because she has that scientific mind and, and and tells me when I'm out of sync with what reality is but you know, <laughs> it's 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 a balance between us to have these conversations but also I think e- e- from either side of this what the stuff that we are talking about and the stuff that we enjoy in, in our gardens and our allotments is fascinating and I mean it, it is incredible stuff to understand and learn about and this is a learning experience you know the podcast is a way for us to have these episodes where we are sharing our learning and, and trying to improve our learning and if anyone's listening <laughs> this is about you learning with us
0: absolutely yeah I mean Richard came into gardening through, um, was it tomatoes? (laughs) Food, yeah, food and tomatoes. He's always always been into food and into cooking and wanted some nice fresh ingredients for his cooking. So you got into gardening that way, Richard, and um, I kind of studied ecology and studied botany and then wanted to to live as sort of sustainably as i possibly could and growing my own food seemed like a good option so i got into growing food from that angle and so we kind of both got into growing our own food through two different doors as it were and when we got in there it it opened up this world that that was just incredible for for both of us really um realizing how interconnected everything is with our food and our environments and ourselves as well
1: yeah I completely I, you've said to yourself that you know you you almost came from the outside in to grow your own garden and, and See, i i feel like you came the from the outside
0: out. in <laughs>
1: well i ca- I came from wanting to grow food and and just seeing a tomato at the end of the day and going from growing a tomato into having an allotment plot and having that experience over a few years I started realizing this this is all big this is bigger than just putting a seed in a pot and and, and having a tomato at the end of the day because you know you, you're just so reliant on the environment and and as you learn about insects and and and, and nature and and the influence of the weather and everything that has on my ability to grow that one tomato <laughs> and that that's the world that opened up for me whereas you came in from that wider world and we kind of met in the middle and and thus this is the common denominator which is gardening which is why this is so appealing
0: absolutely so um, we both grow our own food we're both really passionate about growing our own food and um, we like to try lots of different things and lots of different methods um, lots of different varieties and really we want to share that as we as we're going through it and also share the experience that we've had from previous years as well Um, and try and do it in a seasonal way that actually helps listeners if they want to get into growing their own food or if they want to learn a little bit more about growing our own food
1: yeah I, i think so and i think what we need to say is that when we do this seasonally we will talk about individual crops and vegetables and and what we're doing at a specific point in the year but the the hope is that we can touch on the wider subjects that influence those vegetables to grow, and absolutely. and I think that's going to be really interesting, really exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think it's worth mentioning probably that we're recording this episode in the year twenty twenty one. We've been planning this podcast since last year, and as everybody on the planet at the moment will know, um, we are currently doing this over skype because we can't get together and do this um so it's kind of also been a nice little kind of escape for us really because it's really hard to meet like-minded people and have conversations with like-minded people in real life in in the world that we currently live in um but also in this world it's been incredible to see how many people have got into grow your own and actually taken up a trowel and started growing their own food. Um, so that's really something that we want to pick up on as well and kind of help people who are new into Grow Your Own and have interesting conversations with people who've been doing it for a very, very long time.
1: Perfect. I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, I I completely agree with the fact that we know that so many people have started growing food for the first time and that's a direct result of the pandemic. Which is sad in many ways, but in some ways, it's fantastic. And and you kind of hope that people will want to stay with it and keep growing um, as we come out the other side of this um, the crisis and um, and really embrace nature a lot more and enjoy gardening and the food that they can produce themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the point is that when you start to actually get your hands in the in the ground and watch seeds germinate and things you really get a feel for how the world the world works i i suppose from from a very ground level and literally referring to soil here (laughs) um you you kind of get an appreciation for just what is required to sustain life and not just our lives in terms of what we eat but the lives of the food that we eat and the lives of the things that eat the food that we eat and the things that eat that the lives of the things that eat the food the things that eat the food that we eat <laughs> if that makes any stay, with stay with us stay with us <laughs> but it's it's all connected and you really get a sense of that from being outside and from putting your hands in the soil from growing food and and watching it develop and and also from the disasters that happen along the way the the going to your allotment one day and finding that every single one of your cabbages disappeared <laughs> yeah. it, it's another learning experience
1: it is and, and i th- i think that's exactly the point is that growing your own food sowing a seed nurturing the seedling allowing it to grow on managing the weeds managing the pests and 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 how you do that matters and you learn so much from it i think everyone has probably realized how much we are relying on the environment and the nature in the last 12 to 15 months um and maybe people have not thought about it before until what's happened has happened and and just my experience i guess is that as a as someone who is has put seeds in the ground and grown plants and grown food from it I've gained so much of an understanding and an appreciation of a wider environmental world that it's such a great tool. You know, we we have got we've got, a, we've got a, a, a climate crisis going on, and a lot of that can feel like. I think the biggest problem is that people have felt detached from it, but I feel sure that if you if you put a seed in the ground and grow grow food, you will feel more close to to that crisis and you'll feel more closer to nature and understanding and appreciating the environment than ever before so i hope those people who started growing in the last 12 months um maintain that and 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 learn and uh, and appreciate it
0: that's it and i think also it's a powerful thing knowing that you can sustain yourself even when the world is falling down around your ears because Mm. um many of us in the last 12 months had a huge shock going to a supermarket and realizing that there was no food left and that's yep. the first time in in the western world that many of us will have experienced something like that because and and, and it was deeply shocking but for us smug grey your owners <laughs> we were the ones who had food and were able to then share and support people in our communities as well um and it's a it feels really good it feels really powerful as well
1: it does yeah i think you know it is powerful i think i think that's that's probably the 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 key point is that growing food is a really powerful act in in a number of ways in ways we're probably going to find out through other episodes in this podcast um it's it's a really powerful act to be able to grow your own food (laughs)
0: So, I think it's important that we talk a little bit about how we garden, as well as talking about ourselves.
1: I think you're right, and I I suppose we start with saying that we're both organic gardeners. Um, And we talked about this, and we said, well, let's see if we can lay out what the principles of organic garden actually are.
0: That's right, because there's there's sort of set-ish principles of organic gardening, but we read well it'd be fair to say quite a lot of sets of principles of organic gardening and we couldn't really find any that matched our actual principles so we thought we'd lay out our own principles of organic gardening and just how we like to run our own gardens so the the listeners um can get a bit of a feel for how we do our gardening and also what the podcast is going to be about really.
1: Yeah I think that we'll, we'll talk about some of the key principles that we feel are consistent with organic approach to gardening but I suppose it's about trying to tell people that organic gardening is kind of just a way of broadly gardening and in a way that is is healthy for for nature and the environment.
0: That's right. And I think that leads us quite nicely onto our first and most important point um, of our principles of organic gardening. And that is looking after our soil. And soil is hugely important. It is the absolute crux of a healthy garden and a lot of people think of soil as being a substrate within which to plant and actually soil is a whole ecosystem in its own right. It's absolutely packed with life and that life supports your plants and supports a healthy garden as well. So it's super important that if we are gardening organically, the first thing we need to do is look after our soil.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and like you've already said, I think there's this um historic element to when you come into gardening and you start learning about, grow, especially with allotments and growing your own, the way soil is spoken about in some of the old books and the old ways, it is simply as a oh this is a this it's a medium in which you grow your seeds and your plants, and uh, this I I think everyone would fall into this trap. I know I did. Is that you 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 see it as something that's clay or sand or silt and it never, ever talks about life in the soil. And I think once you understand that and you see soil as a, a a living thing that will grow things for you, it completely changes your approach.
0: And soil doesn't just help your plants to survive. It helps you to have a healthy garden as a whole. It feeds your predators. It suppresses weeds. It um, breaks down other things in the soil. It releases minerals. All sorts of things that these microbiology, that the microbiology in the soil actually does. And if you don't let it get on with it, or if you disturb the soil or don't look after the soil properly, you have to then do all of those tasks yourself.
1: I think that's a really important point, actually, is that when you realise that soil is this living web, this living ecosystem, the key thing as gardeners, if you take nothing else away from that, if you look after that soil ecosystem... They basically do the job for you and, and both of us, we don't use any feeds or fertilizers because once you focus on managing that ecosystem in the soil, it does the job of feeding the plants and looking after the plants completely naturally and probably a hell of a lot better as well.
0: absolutely i mean it actually knows what it's doing whereas we are really just guessing aren't we absolutely so the first thing that we do in order to look after our soil and the thing that we will probably come back to numerous times during the course of this podcast is not digging our soil um we try and leave our soil as undisturbed as possible obviously if you need to plant a plant you have to put it in a hole but otherwise we try and leave our soil as undisturbed as possible
1: yeah completely i mean a, a lot of people will now probably be well well versed in the uh, the idea the concept of no dig gardening um we've been doing that for quite a while and um i think it's the probably the number one thing if you do nothing else um each year well there's other th- there's things you shouldn't do each year but not <laughs> digging is is so important to not disturbing that soil soil life that you've you're trying to invest in um and promote
0: Absolutely. So the other thing that we need to do to look after our soil and to garden organically and and really another sort of crux point is not using any chemicals. And the reason that we say this is because we want inorganic gardening to um, promote the natural cycles. So we want to assist nature rather than try and interfere with nature. So we don't use chemicals to combat pests or weeds or anything like that, because that puts chemicals and bad things into our soil and in turn puts it into our food and it breaks the natural cycles in the ecosystem.
1: Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right, is that there's two things the chemicals do to actually impede us in terms of what we want to do as gardeners. One, it destroys the natural um, organisms in the soil. Um, that are actually doing the job for you and two as becky just said it it destroys the the predators the natural predators um so what you tend to happen is that you 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 almost like see an easy fix by spraying something or putting something down to kill something that you think is killing your plants but you cause a problem further down the line by creating basically the the ecosystem becomes out of balance and um, i think that's really really important to understand
0: Absolutely and ecology of gardens is all about balance and chemicals are really bad when it comes to destroying that balance and unfortunately a lot of people and particularly in in large-scale agriculture have gotten into a situation where they actually almost rely on those chemicals because the imbalance is so bad so if you're just starting out your garden or even if you're within the first 20 years of being in, in a garden, you can break out of that cycle quite easily. And really, you must if you want to make your life easier.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it. it, it organic garden really makes your life easier. And probably it's it costs less. <laughs> it costs less to garden does, organically yeah. than, than it does to buy fertilizers and, and chemical sprays. Um, as, like you said, a lot of um, farmers are finding out after years of having to Buy into that system.
0: Definitely. So the next point that we wanted to cover was um about encouraging biodiversity. And I think we've probably already covered this a little bit because we've talked about biodiversity within the soil, and that's really um one of the most important bits of biodiversity that we want to look after. But the other thing are um our predators that live in the garden, pollinators, and all the other things that come together in this web, um all to assist us as gardeners, and if we encourage them, we create a more stable system and the idea is that it 's more difficult to imbalance the system if you have numerous predators, numerous pollinators, numerous things working for you, then the system becomes a lot more stable, and that 's why we want to encourage biodiversity
1: yeah and and actually this is really easy to do, isn't it you know to encourage biodiversity you actually get to do something you really enjoy, which is to grow more flowers um, and grow That's a it. variety of, of, of fruits and vegetables to mix it up a little bit. That's exciting and that will do the job for you.
0: And I think the the main thing really for encouraging biodiversity is actually the opposite of that, is, is, is not to discourage biodiversity because mm. a lot of people like to discourage it by using the chemicals and things like that but actually if you've got a system that's in balance you're not going to be finding yourself with huge swarms of pests and things like that because the system should reset itself yeah i think and that's the point really with biodiversity
1: yeah Yeah. and i think i think that's part of the 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 habit that you have to sort of be learn as an organic gardener is to accept that something is going to nibble on your cabbages um something is going to eat you plants and something's it's going to cause that kind of problem but it's the way of saying look everything has its purpose in the garden and in our environment and it all does something even the ones that are eating your early seedlings and stuff there's there's a role for them and if you create the right balance then there's there's something that's going to eat them too
0: exactly exactly and really you just have to kind of get over it and accept that sharing is caring <laughs> and accept that at the end of the day hopefully you're going to have healthier veg even if there's slightly less of them available after the slugs have had them
1: <laughs> so i suppose that the next point and this is kind of a what well, this is kind of like a golden thread through all of this it's about being sustainable right
0: yeah And so that includes um, things like composting. So we want to um, reuse anything that we possibly can. So when we are gardening, we are essentially interrupting the natural cycle of nutrients being returned to the soil by harvesting the fruits and vegetables and things like that and taking them away and putting them on our plates so we're interrupting that so whatever we can do to put that back into the soil in the form of compost that's safe for our plants to eat is really sustainable because it not only reduces our waste but it also feeds our gardens and our plants without us having to bring things in from the outside
1: and as you can see, we're already going back to our key point, which is the soil in all of this by by talking about this process. And I think that's the key thing, is that everything should be about going back within this this cycle of of feeding back into the soil, looking after the soil, um, not having any waste that comes out of it, but returning that, i.e. through compost, composting systems. And the other way about being sustainable is about things like not being too fussy about clearing your plants away at the end of the season and, and allowing the organic matter f- that comes from rotting down sort of like plant stems to be used in that format as well because that is a form of plant food um for the organisms in the soil and, and we will definitely have to learn more about that but that that's it really it's just about not wasting things and not intervening it's about going back through that process um and not having too many too many external inputs i think we are an external input but i mean don't have external inputs like fertilizers and chemicals obviously and i i, I that's the way i see it is a, as a sustainable cycle system that, that goes back into the garden
0: yeah and and um, we also need to remember that um the best way of being sustainable is trying not to consume so if we try and reduce reuse and recycle and that's another way of being sustainable and really um, anybody who's ever had an allotment will know that that is a really fun element of having an allotment of, of sharing these things that other people no longer need um, and of using things um, or repurposing things and it's, it can be really really fun as well and that's a really nice sustainable way of gardening as well. And it's all important and it's all part of our way of organic gardening.
1: I think you're right. And I think the key point for me there is that sustainable is another one of these very big terms. And it is it, it is a much broader term to understand. But the, one of the key things is you can't be a sustainable gardener if you're constantly consuming products or other stuff to create your own garden. That That's not a sustainable process. <laughs>
0: chat about what our podcast is going to be about and we've talked a little bit about ourselves introduced ourselves and a little bit about the way that we garden and the way that we grow as well
1: yeah so I I really hope that gives um, people listening a feel about what we're going to be doing with this podcast
0: That's it but what we really want to do is share with you what we're doing in our gardens when we're doing it and give you science-based advice tips and tricks to help you in your own garden allotment or growing space
1: and the best bit is we'll be tailoring these to when they are most relevant so you can go out and put them into practice straight away
0: definitely so what are we going to be talking about in our next episode then Richard?
1: This is the exciting bit. It's time to scratch that itch. We're going to be talking about all things seeds.
0: Hurrah! It's finally that time of year isn't it? So we actually get to plant some seeds even though everybody's been trying to do it for months <laughs> 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 and we'll have a lot more success hopefully now that we're into March. So next week we're going to be talking about all things to do with seeds.
1: So so don't forget Uh, to listen in and make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you want to come with us and hear more
0: see you next week Bye.
1: bye bye